Hey, we're back. It's another TX Water Polo Podcast. James Smith in Austin, Joe Linehan in San Antonio. Today, Joe, there's only one topic in the state of Texas. So should I set it up or do you... Let me set it up. Let me set it up. By the way, just say hello. Hi, how are you? There you go. Joe's actually here. Okay, it was reported yesterday and Joe sent out an email to basically the entirety of the Southwest Zone, as far as I could tell. Um, I will refer back to a story that was done in the um, Dallas Morning News, which said that UIL had decided to delay implementing water polo or to sponsor water polo until the fall of 2022. Um, This was done, as they said, I I don't have the quote in front of me, I might as well, but the quote was due to factors involved with COVID. So it was a bit oblique about why it is that things were being delayed. I'm still trying to get in touch with the writer from Dallas Morning News to, to figure some stuff out, but I made some calls, you've made some calls, and you obviously know what's going on as well. Um, and I suppose the way that we should address this is just to just present the facts of the case, and then I'm, I'm probably going to be the person who's more concerned or, or will express more concern about this delay, maybe, and then we can walk through that process. Uh, does that sound fair? Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so about a year ago, this is when we actually got the sanction done. It was, and everybody chose to, to start in fall 2021 instead of fall 2020. And, but so that gave us a little bit of extra time to prep. Um, then all of a sudden, you know, March happened and COVID happened and, you know, the UIL prep um, at the UIL staff, I mean, just schools, they don't necessarily want to think about, you know, um, like there's, there's budget crunches across the board. Yeah. That's what I heard too. Every, yeah. And everybody's just trying to get through next week, right? For right now, everybody's trying to get through the school year. So I just believe in, in the best interest of the sport and the schools and the coaches and the athletes specifically is to make sure that we put our best foot forward for that first UIL water polo season is everybody like the UIL staff decided to postpone. And this is specific to COVID. Yeah. kind of related reasons? This is, there's no, ulterior motives out there about, oh, this is this just pushing it down the road. This is specific to COVID-19 kind of related issues. And uh, I mean, this is just, again, it's going to allow a reset that's going to allow us to keep kind of growing the sport kind of beneath the Tisca water polo banner. You know, we always need to get like, that'll give us two seasons of Tasso water polo, you know, kind of, kind of overseeing the referees and to, yeah, and to grow the number of, of referees and, you know, and yeah, and lastly, just, you know, it's, it's, we have to prepare. There's a ton of stuff to, to prepare. There's never enough time. And we've just been given a lifeline when we've been taking the last seven, eight months away from us. So, well, here's, here's where my spidey senses start tingling is, is justifying the delay because look, it's just going to give us more time to plan. So, um, and that's just me. I'm not saying that everybody should feel the same way. To me, what is just absolutely key is that these uh, organizations, these um, these uh, districts are facing really severe budget issues. And for me, it's the money, the money talks, right? So the, the COVID-19 pandemic has caused not only uh, from my understanding that the, you know, the UIL has just simply not been able to to. Uh, allocate resources to planning for next year, but that the districts involved that would be playing are also facing these budget issues. If with those two pieces of information, I'm much more comfortable with the the decision because otherwise it does sound a little dodgy. No, I mean, it's just, it's, it's not just budget issues, but it's again, you know, kind of people are still going from uh, kind of online learning to in-person learning or, or kind of, or, or, or some kind of combo. And that's what the school districts are, are focused on now. 
they're not i mean that's yes, what i mean by resources yeah. yes yeah and then, then yes there are sports that are going on and they're focused and they're trying to do their best to make sure the current sports are going well there's not a whole lot of thought yeah right now to what's going on in 21 22 or what's going on in 22 23 so i just i mean it was just the decision was made to you know it was it was made by the uil uh, legislative council um and just it was just to postpone it so okay yeah. And, 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 and it was postponed with some other UIL activities like music and academic stuff that was also supposed to start in fall 2021. They were also postponed to fall 2022. This is not a water pole specific thing. Yeah, that's an important point to make because uh, obviously I'm myopic about this. I just look in terms of, uh, of making sure that UIL water polo takes place. But yeah, it, it, it's, it's, in, and you and I, have, I also forget that the UIL oversees stuff like music and those kinds of things. So yes, there, there have been a couple things that have been delayed and fair enough. So, um, so I, I, the piece that I'm referring to was in, again, the Dallas morning news, the writer is Joe, uh, Joseph Hoyt, Joe Hoyt. Um, and the one piece of concern that I had reading his piece, and I'm actually, like I said, trying to get in contact with him to get some clarification, is that three times in the story, it says that uh, at, that the delay would be, quote, at least, unquote, one year. So, of course, again, Spidey's senses start tingling, you know, like, what is, okay, does that mean 2023? Does, is this a way of trying to put off a decision until, uh, you know, our little weird European sport goes away? Um, so, yeah, maybe it's slightly paranoid. It's a little bit, you know, conspiratorial. But, but yeah, that's my worry. That's my worry is that they're trying to push things off. Now, no, no, the U, UIL wants water pole to succeed. Okay. And they want to do it right. This is, that's, that's the purpose of the delay to give everybody the resources and time to, yeah, yeah, to do it right. Now I was in, I, I listened to the UIL legislative council yeah, meeting God on that. early Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Yeah, right? You are a and, lifer. And, uh, and I listened to all the meetings and again on, uh, again on Monday, the, the dialogue back and forth was so positive about water polo and and continuing in yeah in fall 2021. I believe it's the full intention of the UL to make this because this is this is important for the UL. This is their next. This is the first sport that they've added since the late 90s. They right. want to do it right. And Dr. Mark Henry, who was a huge huge fan of of kind of water polo, um, he, who who's the superintendent of the CFISD in Northwest Houston, um. He, I mean, he even talked uh, yesterday morning in the UIL uh, full legislative council meeting about how I just want to make sure that this is this is going to be a sport. We're not going to delay it further, et cetera. And everybody and everybody agreed with him. So I am fully confident that this is going to happen in fall 2022. All right. That's that's a key bit of information. And it actually it, it dovetails with something that I heard from somebody that I really trust that uh, sort of knows the interior workings of things, who said, and I'll even quote it, um, it says, it has been passed through the Legislative Council, so we will have water polo. That has been guaranteed. So that, that helps assuage my concerns about it. But obviously, this story leaves things at least open to interpretation about what how long the delay is going to be and if there may there might be other reasons that come up that it would be delayed again so it's it's heartening to know that there is support really at the highest level for the sport and that we're going to continue yeah and 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 i'm looking forward to it it's, it's going to be a lot of fun there's a lot of very good people involved in the sport at all levels from coaches to athletic directors to superintendents and um and i think everybody wants the sport to succeed moving forward so 
Well, <laughs> most people, I think. Because, well, look, here, my understanding is as well that during this meeting that may, there were, it was just a handful, if not even fewer, people who were talking about this was going to be at least a year. So there was not a handful either. It, it might have been one person. That's it. Okay. And so, so the, and which is really interesting because, again, it's, I'm not necessarily interested in that person. I'm interested in the way that the story was written in the morning news, or sorry, the, yeah, the Dallas Morning News, which was, again, it, it mentioned the terms at least one year, three times in the body of the story and once in the headline. So clearly there, that was a point of emphasis that that writer got. Now, what, how that's interpreted is completely open to, to uh, discussion. But yeah, it's, it's, um, that was my concern was that, wait a second, it says this three times in this story. Does that mean that there's some kind of consensus that this is just a, you know, that this no, could be No consensus. No I consensus. You're reading into it way too much. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I, I would uh, I'm going to have a conversation with this this writer. I think the piece is really good. It's just that that leaves the impression to somebody who's who's sensitive to the, the idea that things are going to change, or that you know that that the that the sanction that was promised was not going to take place as promised. Uh, I worry about that stuff, obviously. So yeah, I want I. I I, I trust your judgment. I trust the person that I spoke to that who knows what's going on inside. But I'm just curious about how this piece was written. So that because that actually I, I was going to I wrote yesterday basically a, a very quick piece on the site to say, look, this is going to happen. And here's the quote that came from the from your email and so on. But today is when I really read this story, and I really should have done it yesterday. I thought, wait a second, that's not exactly what the impression that I got in the first place. So and, I stand and today, corrected. And today is Tuesday, and we uh, and I sent my email out to everybody on Monday. Sure. Yeah. And thank you to everybody that has have sent a lot of texts and emails. I haven't got a negative email yet. I haven't got a negative text yet. It's yeah. Only, it's, only, it's only been positive. So um, I think everybody. Uh, understands we're all kind of rowing in the same direction. Um, and we're actually going to hear from Scott Slay here. So we're going to do an interview with Scott Slay. Yeah, we buried the lead a little bit. We probably should have said that up front. So Scott Slay is still the chairperson of the Tisca Water Polo Committee. And uh, and Joe is going to have a conversation with him later to cover this issue. And, um, well, why don't we just go to that, Joe? You don't have anything else? Nope. All right. We'll be right back with uh, Scott Slay. All of TX Water Polo is brought to you advertising free, and we'd like to keep it that way. So we're asking for your help. Show your support by going to txwaterpolo.com forward slash give so we can keep covering the sport we love in the Lone Star State. Hey, this is Max Irving from the U.S. Men's Senior National Team. And to get all things Texas water polo, I'm listening to the TX Water Polo Podcast. We are here with Scott Slay, who is the TISCA Water Polo Chair. He's also the head swim coach and water polo coach at Jordan High School in Katy ISD. Scott, um, how are you doing? I'm doing well. So there was a little announcement yesterday. Um, just kind of... Wanted to get your thoughts a little bit on the whole UAL thing. And have you got some emails, some texts and stuff like that? I've gotten a couple. Um, it's actually been remarkably uh, remarkably quiet. Um, we, But it's, you know, it. I hate to say I kind of saw this coming a little bit. But uh, I just with everything that's happening and as busy as the UIL has been over the past few months, I, I, I could see where they would think about pushing back the year and Lo, lo and behold, it happened. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. I'm, I'm I wasn't too surprised, kind of either. I mean, it's been seven eight months where the UIL is focused on getting to the next event or the next week or the next month, just like school districts in general. But um, here, just kind of yeah, just kind of take us a little bit through kind of what happened with the UIL uh, legislative council this past weekend. Uh, well, I just I overall they you know I, they, the UIL like to be honest, we kind of talked about a week beforehand and uh, they thought it would be best to move it back a year. And they were pleasantly surprised when I didn't disagree uh, with it. I just, I know the situation that they're in and there's constraints and, and the issues at hand with COVID, they, they have not been able to fully prepare and they want to put out a good product. So they took it to the meetings this past weekend and it was a approved to be pushed back for, for a year. Yes, and that was approved by the UIL uh, Legislative Council. Now, this was pushed back along with some other activities like music and, uh, and academics, but these were specifically for COVID-19 kind of related issues, correct? Correct. It is strictly because of the pandemic. It is um, the also along with pandemic, you have financial issues as well um, with school districts. So it's just kind of a combination of both um, that we will will be working through those. Yeah. So now, I mean, um, I think this, I personally think that this is a good thing. Um, it's a positive thing. Um, it's going to allow us to get a lot more teams kind of ready to play, um, kind of, kind of ramp up our referees um, and also do a lot more kind of, kind of coach recruiting and coach e education kind of along the way. But I mean, in your um is this a good or bad thing for Texas high school water polo? I I'm taking it. I don't think it, I'm not going to say whether it's good or bad. I'm just going to take it and roll with it. Um, because that's what we, we don't have a choice in the matter. It's it, the UIL tells you is what you're going to do. So we have to take it as a positive And like you said, grow out our referees association. We're going with a new group of referees for high school. So this, gives us time to train more officials, recruit more officials. And like you said, with coaches, um, we have a couple things upcoming where, yeah, yeah. And really the online coaching opportunities are through the roof right now. I should probably be taking more advantage of those. Um, but it, it, there's opportunities for coaches to go learn, um, recruit players. I, I know recruits the dirty word, but, um, but get their teams together. Like I'm thinking the same thing, you know, with my new team, we never played a game of water polo and we have a chance here to build and, you know, start kind of messing with stuff a little bit after swim season and, and getting things going. So, I mean, just on the opposite side, I, and, and I think you and I agree about this is, this can be something very positive, but any concerns kind of moving forward? I'm, my main concern is, and I, I, this is everyone's concern is, are we going to get pushed back again? Like that, that's my primary concern is I want to start in 2022. I don't want to wait another second because I'm not getting any younger. But I mean, correct me if I'm wrong with your conversation prior to the, like the meetings this past weekend, the UIL is committed to water polo in fall 2022. I, I've been Dr. Elza and uh, Brandy Belk have reassured me over and over because I've sent text message and phone call. I've had phone conversations and they uh, they assure me that this is a COVID related 
incident or issue and they want to do things the right way. Um, one big thing that I didn't add earlier is that, that next year is a, a, a realignment year for the UIL. And they think since it is a realignment year that it, it's going to go a lot smoother with that happening. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and for everybody that doesn't know the UIL is what governs all the, the, the interscholastic act, act, like activities for the high school level. <clears throat> and, uh, and they do regional realignments every two years. So the next regional kind of realignment is going to start in fall 2022. Correct. Yes. That's yeah. That, yeah. That's kind of what you were kind of referring to. Actually the fall of 21, they'll take the UIL snapshot, which is where they take like the attendance of all the teams or of all the schools, the total numbers of all the schools. And then they'll classify teams from one, a to six, a, Obviously, for us, that doesn't matter. We'll all be pulled together into one classification. Uh, but uh, it, we will, you know, that's the easiest time for them to to realign us or align us for sure. Yeah, and and for all those parents that might be listening, <clears throat> I I do feel for those seniors that were like kind of slated and they were they were looking forward to that 21, 22 school year to play the first season of UIL water polo. But they're still going to be a Texas high school water polo state championships the next, yeah, the next couple of school years, right? Yeah. We're, we're looking at, I, I, I know there's going to be conversations and people are going to talk about, uh, you know, moving. I think we're going to, I would think it would be smart. Me personally, I think it would be smart to continue with the spring season uh, this year and the following year. Um, and just, I think as long as we're not mandated by the UIL, uh, to have a fall season, I, I think we'll have more team involvement during the spring for now. I agree. Yeah, like, like, and I agree, but I mean, and you mentioned earlier about like the new ref kind of, kind of organization, Tasso water polo. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, I think we've hit on it before, but it's a new podcast. Um, they, uh, Tasso is basically, they have, thousands of officials throughout the state of Texas and they, they officiate all different, every team sport in the UIL. So um, in conversation with UIL, they, they really like the idea of having Tasso is our officials association for water polo. Um, Tasso seems very positive. If you, if you watch the meetings last week, they were very excited to add water polo as their next sport. Um, and I think it's going to be a great relationship. They, they do a very good job um, with, um, you know, just the organization of their officials association. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like the best part is going to be getting those basketball refs or those baseball refs or the softball refs or those soccer refs to come over to water polo that like they may, or those people that uh, may not oh, kind of want to be doing the football refereeing to come over to water polo. And that's what we need as we grow. Yes. And I, I think like just having, having coached or having officials that uh, having officials that have really, you know, in most sports, there is, a, you know, it's a little complicated, but like an advantage type rule, the same as water polo. And I think especially soccer, possibly basketball, like I, I think those guys have to blow their whistles a lot. I think it, it's going to be a natural progression. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to it. And now Tasso water polo gets two dry run seasons. So yeah, that's that's tremendous actually. And if you were, if we want to put positive spins on that on it, like I, I think you know them having 
two seasons under their belt to get things organized. This season might be a little tricky, um, but I, I think they'll be more organized. And we're, the whole goal is to have a good product. And I think everybody with a little bit more time, because um, I know everybody, I know I'm slammed right now with work and, you know, trying to get things. And I'm, I'm talking just work. I barely even have water polo practice right now. And uh, it, it's, it's a lot. No, no. Yeah. I mean, school districts, the UIL, just, yeah, just athletes, parents and teachers and coaches, everybody's just kind of bombed. Just again, trying to get to the next month, just, just trying to get through the school year. So, I mean, this is, I think is going to allow kind of everyone to reset and kind of move forward and refocus. And, you know, it's going to be a great opportunity for those teams that are looking to play in fall 2022 to actually play in spring 21 or spring 22. Absolutely. But Scott, thank you so much for taking the time and thank you for all the hard work kind of behind the scenes that, you know, kind of nobody, yeah, just uh, nobody knows about. But um, I, I appreciate you coming on. You're uh, you're turning into a monthly guest now. Very exciting. I'm super excited about it. Oh, yes, there you go. I love the exasperation in, in, in the voice. Hey, this is Mark Lawrence from Austin College, head coach of the men's and women's Warpload programs and home of our kangaroos. When I'm interested in uh, what's going on with Texas Warpload, I always listen to TX Warpload podcast. That was Joe's conversation with Scott Slay, um, and, which was recorded actually later in this afternoon, but still, uh, you get to hear it before. Um, a couple things just to wrap up for the day, right, Joe? Yeah, we're so for next week. So we're going to talk about the Texas Challenge Cup that's coming up in North Texas on November 14th, 15th. And there's an issue with no spectators are going to be allowed just yet. So we'll get into that a little bit next week. There's others. Yeah, there's other tournaments happening in December as well. Tags and then the Cowtown Stampede. I think you and I have been meaning to get into a, a like a bit of a talk a little bit about the new rules and how we kind of sat on the pool deck and watched and um, and you coached as far as the new rules and kind of and kind of how they were implemented at this at this Central Texas Festival. Also, um, we hope to have an ODP update. There's a little bit some news of, as far as the training aspect for our USA Water Pool national teams. And then I think that you also have another podcast that you want to pitch a little bit. I do. And I never even heard of it. Oh, you mean the Total Water Polo Podcast, where I had a really excellent conversation with Alex Obert. Like, he's an interesting cat. You know, he he comes from Loomis, California, which is about 30 minutes north northwest of Sacramento. It's in the foothills. And uh, so here's a guy who comes from a town of 6,000 who makes it to the U.S. men's national team. This is an un... This is... This is a story that is uh, unexpected. And so it was a very good conversation. Go over the other one and check that out when you can. But yes, he and, and he mentioned the training part about for the for the men's national team. They're going to be training in Europe for essentially up until the Olympics. So really interesting stuff. But and, we'll, and then we'll do a little bit more of a deep dive yeah, next week about that stuff. But we'll, I guess that's it for today, right? That's it for today. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for listening and for telling a friend about the TX Water Polo Podcast. Special thanks to our fabulous donors and um, gifters, whatever. Uh, if you want to go contribute to the, the cause, go to txwaterpolo.com forward slash give. But until next week, so long from Austin. Yeah, yeah thanks, James.
This has been a production of TWP Sports, LLC. Well, thank you so much.